Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Subhub Podcast. I'm Danny Moreno. And I'm MK Sullivan. And in this preview, we talk with Eli Hemming, who has been a guest on this show a couple of times now. Um, he's a professional runner for Solomon International based in Kremlin, Colorado. He started the summer season with an incredible double. Uh, he won Broken Arrow Sky Race, and he was second at Mont Blanc Marathon behind Remy Bonet. He was the top American at Sears and All last year and is coming in with a lot more international experience. So we think that this year is going to be even better for him. And he's definitely a contender for the top places after his performance at Mont Blanc Marathon. This episode is brought to you by Never Second. Never Second is a system of fueling products formulated specifically for endurance athletes that provides a blueprint for success by allowing the athletes to test, optimize, and perfect their fueling and hydration. They take the guesswork out of performance fueling. I personally use Never Second on all of my training runs and my races, and I have no GI issues, and you know exactly how many carbohydrates you're taking in based on the names of the products themselves. If you want to try Never Second out, go ahead and use code SUBHUB25 to get 25% off of your purchase. We shut that door. Hey, Eli, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, let's start with where you are right now. Uh, I am in Kremlin, Colorado, um, just at uh, Tabor's family's ranch where we live. Nice. Um, So the last time we chatted with you, you were heading off to a very inspiring triple of Broken Arrow, Mont Blanc Marathon, and Mount Marathon, or Marathon, yes, Mount Marathon Marathon. in Alaska. And you crushed it. You won Broken Arrow and then you flew over a week later and got second in what I think is one of the deepest fields we've seen this year by far uh, in the sub roll on the men's side. And you got second there, which is incredible. First time there. And then you didn't actually end up doing the third race. So we were curious, one, how did it feel coming off that double? And two, why didn't you end up completing the triple? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, the triple was, uh, ambitious to say the least. Um, uh, we were told that the double was a bad idea. And then, uh, it's, it's so easy. Like I love racing and it's so easy for like somebody holds a little dangles, a little race in front of me and like, Oh, it's only a 5k, right? I can do that. Um, and so we got done with broken arrow. We're like we recovered well, um, and then had a great day at Mont Blanc. But then the day after Mont Blanc, we uh, Tabor and I wake up I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't walk. Like, this is not good. <laughs> um, we're like, okay, well let's go for a hike. We'll figure it out. Like we'll, we'll get some movement. It'll feel better. And then we're walking backwards down the hill that day. Um, and the whole week kind of proceeded like that. It was, uh, just every day it was like, Oh no, I'm not feeling any better. Um, so we kind of took a step back and like, okay, if we make another trip, um, and then we go try to race Mount Marathon, which is one of the most heinous 5Ks in the world. I don't think there's any other race that's quite as damaging as that. I don't think I'm going to be able to walk for a month. And then that goes, uh, takes another race out of the, the mark because I want to do well at Sears and all here. Um, but so we kind of just like said, okay, it's smarter just to take the time off. We can come back and race Mount Marathon when we haven't raced two weeks in a row. And uh, we're trying to learn from our mistakes and not be, uh, not be dumb athletes. I can totally relate to that. Uh, the not walking part, Mont Blanc marathon wrecked me more than any race has ever wrecked me. I still haven't found that 
level of unable to walk. I, yeah, Tommy and I ended up, I think, flying home a day early from our trip because we were like, we can't even like see anything because we can't move. Like we're just like sitting in this Airbnb. But I think that was a really smart decision on your guys' behalf. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys are hopefully feeling healthy now. Are you feeling healthy now? Yes, feeling healthy now. I think it was the right choice. Um, I was still jealous looking at the photos of Mount Marathon, but uh, I, I definitely think that could have injured me doing that. Yeah, it's always a risk for sure. So this will be your second time going back to um, Sears and all. Last year, you were the top American. How are you feeling about going back? Yeah, you know, last year was uh, <laughs> last year was a, a tough race. Um, that was one of my first international. That was my first trail international race, um, and to show up at the like one of the most competitive races there is was uh, eye opening to say the least. So uh, I got there and realized, wow, I am not quite up to par yet. Um, and so, kind of coming in this year, we have uh, focused a lot more uh, on this race specifically. Uh, so hopefully I uh, can get a little bit higher up in that overall rank uh, this year. Yeah, I would say you're coming in with tenfold international experience between the final last year uh, and Montblanc Marathon this year. Um, how so now looking back from, you know, a year ago, Eli, um, looking at your training then versus this year, did you make any major adjustments or like minor adjustments, et cetera? Um, overall, um, the biggest thing that we've changed is, uh, we've kind of brought volume back into the training. Um, last year, uh, I was focusing on learning how to trail run. Um, I wanted to learn how to run on technical stuff. I wanted to learn how not to wreck myself on big downhills. Um, and to do that, I kind of brought back the volume. I wasn't the, the fittest person I was I've ever been. Um, and I was trying to learn how to trail run. So now I think I've gotten that a little bit better now. Um, and so now I'm bringing the volume in and trying to continue my progression with, uh, trail running skills and whatnot. So hopefully, uh, the volume, um, and remembering how to run fast, uh, cause after that first climb, it's a surprisingly fast race. Oh Yeah. Are there any like specific workouts that you've done in the lead up to the race that you're just like, that either like made you feel so fit or you're excited about? Um, not really. So I, I'm a believer in, uh, training shouldn't be that sexy. Um, I think, uh, if you're finishing a workout, hands on knees, like feeling like death, uh, that's probably went too hard. And, uh, so I've done a lot of workouts, a lot of workouts that are just like, yeah, that was good. I got quality in and that's what's important. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. My big leading mantra is consistently good over an occasionally great, just like constant good work uh, leads to great performances. So that's exciting to hear. Um, just to like bring a little humor into the equation, potentially, do you remember when you started feeling like death last year or do you, did you ever feel like death at a certain point? <laughs> oh yeah, I absolutely <laughs> felt like death. Um, it was very early on. I, uh, <laughs> I went out, uh, I came in and I was like, okay, well, I think I'm a pretty good climber. I think I run up hills pretty well. And, uh, there's this guy, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's uh, Killian. I was like, oh, I'm going to run with him. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. 
I, I tried to do that and uh, it, I really paid for it. And so I, <laughs> I got most of the way up the hill and all of a sudden just pop. And I, the whole rest of the race, I was going backwards. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say that sounds rough, but I was on mute. <laughs> oh man. But uh, I have, again, I can relate. So, <laughs> um, so now that's what happens when we first show up to, to European <laughs> races. You're like, oh yeah, I can just go out with them. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You live and you learn. So now going into this year, are there any parts of the course that you're like extra excited about? Um, I am excited about the climb, um, but I'm more excited about the top, uh, the flatter bit this year. Um, I've kind of been uh, focusing a little bit more, um, actually been running quickly before this year's, uh, for this training. Like uh, I've been spending time on dirt roads instead of on uh, really technical trails. Um, so I'm going to try not to go out as hard and run faster on the flats or flats. It's still uphill, but it's flatter. Yeah, that'll be huge. Just like having the dirt road stuff on your belt. Cause I think there's only so much like prep that you can do for that uphill. It's like, it's oh, just yeah. important to be able to be fatigued and then be able to run fast on like those basically dirt roads. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting to hear. Um, are there, is there anyone specific that you're looking forward to racing? Um, I, you know, I'm just excited to see everyone at the golden trail. Um, it's kind of been like every time I show up to one of these races, it's kind of like a big family, like I get to see everyone catch up. Um, and that's kind of why we're, I'm coming to this race, um, see everybody. Um, and then once the gun goes off, we can stop making faces at each other and actually race together. Yeah. That is really cool. Being part of the, like committed to, to the series throughout the whole year, it is kind of like a big family and, you know, it's kind of cool. Cause you like learn each other's like strengths and weaknesses too. And so I think you can like get more strategy behind that, um, in like a very respectful way. So, um, we're curious cause last year I would say like you really started to break through on the international scene in the last two races of the golden trail world series here in the States. Um, and you had already done Sears now. And I'm sorry, I forgot if you had done any golden trail before that. I think that was your first race, correct? That was my first. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you decide to go back to Sears now instead of waiting for the last two United States races? Um, so this one uh was a good race for the wife Tabor. Um, and it's something that she does really well at those fast courses. Um, and so we're uh we had ones that were good for me and ones that were good for her. Um, and we, we love racing together. And so this one is a, a good one for her, but also I think it's good to stay out of your comfort zone every once in a while and go like, this might not be the perfect race for me, but I want to go see if I can get that top five, top three. Yeah, it definitely was a good race for Tabor last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those listeners that don't know, Tabor was top 10. Was she ninth? She was ninth. Yes. Yeah. She was ninth, um, which is huge. We had two Americans in the top 10 and uh, that's just insane. Right. So last question, unless Danny has another one that she wants to shoot in there um, is what is your goal? If you have any goal other than just having fun. Um, I, so I was looking at, uh, times and I think I'd like to be what I think I'd like to be under two thirty-five. 
um, kind of getting under that. Uh, and I think that kind of gets you in that top 10, uh, placing pretty much every year. Um, I was like 241 last year. Um, but I think focusing more on time for me at this kind of race, uh, makes a little bit more sense in my head. I can look at the splits. Um, but overall it is more of a go have fun, get out of the comfort zone and, uh, try not to blow up quite as hard as last year. <laughs> I love that. Well, personally, I really hope the Hemings bring back some top 10 finishes and we have Americans in the top 10 on both the men and the women's side. That would be pretty historic, which would be awesome. But yeah, thanks Eli so much for joining us. We are going to be cheering you on next weekend or this weekend, since this will be coming out the week of the race. Uh, and yeah, good luck. Go get them. Thank you so much, guys. 